Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson, and we bring you this uh, podcast every week. We've been doing this for like 20 years. And, uh, well, not the podcast, but uh, maybe, what, 15 years now for the podcast? Something like that. Not Not quite. Not that long. We were doing video stuff, what, about 10 years ago? We were doing, we were ahead of our time. We were doing video podcasts, right? Yes, yes, we were. All right, good enough. So we're a tech company, but we like to help churches. That's what we do. That's all we do is help churches for the most part. And we have a lot of experience in ministry. In fact, our whole team has a lot of experience. And so we will talk about lots of things, not just tech-related things. But today, we are doing a tech-related interview. And we have with us, with us today, if you're watching on the video part of this, we have George Herbert with us. Hi, George. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Great. It's nice to have you on. We've had you on before. George is our guest today, and George works for Epifan. And George, you've been there close to 10 years now in customer support, right? Getting very close to 10 years, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do on your 10-year anniversary? I don't know. Uh, Hopefully not get a gold watch, but (laughs) we'll see. Uh, Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it soon. All right, good. So we're going to talk a little bit about what Epifan is, the products, and and, uh, get a little bit of George, too. But George, you guys... Uh, the company's been around for a while, and we're talking to you. You're up in the Toronto area right now, right? A little farther east in Ottawa, in Ottawa, oh, Canada. Yeah, nation's capital of Canada. Yeah, that's right. And then there's also an office in California? Correct. Yeah, yeah. we have some of our sales team and business development out of Palo yeah. Alto, California. Awesome. Good deal. So how you've been working with tech stuff here. I mean, give us a little bit about who you are. I mean, you... Sure. Who, who is George Herbert? <laughs> well, uh, some say that I'm the face of Epifan these days because I do a lot of these things. I do a lot of media, do a lot of our own marketing video stuff. Uh, not really a title I put on myself, but it kind of happens. Um, but uh, I've been doing tech stuff myself for a long time since I was a teenager, kind of just entering the workforce, working for various high-tech companies here in the Ottawa area, whether it's you know the, the Alcatels of the world, big, big tech companies like that, um, HP, uh, things along those lines, and, and eventually found my way uh, to Epifan um, and now manage the support team here and, and more. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's been an interesting journey and, and that's kind of come together to, uh, to be here and, and do these interesting things that change every day, whether it's mm-hmm. podcasts or support calls. <laughs> right, there you go. Uh, I love your support, and that's one of the things that Steve and I are real big on with our company is support, customer support. I think we probably have both been emotionally scarred by poor customer support in our past. You used them last week, was it, Phil? Or I, I did. Yeah, I, it was a week you or two put ago. Put to the test. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, you know, I've always we've we've had a relationship with you guys for a while. In fact, we're we're giving away one of your products for people that uh, stream with us, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the Webcaster X2, which we'll talk about. We also want to talk about yeah. some other products as well. But but we had a customer that just you know we we sent them an, a, a Webcaster X2 for streaming video. It's a live encoder, which we'll talk about what it is in a moment. And, and they were having you know they're having an issue, and I was like. 
it was very unique. So I thought, you know what, let's just get on the horn here with Epifan support. And uh, we we got, uh, I think it was um, Adam. Is it was it Adam? Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. And uh, Adam, Adam pretty much knew what the problem was right away. The, our customer wasn't. Uh, how can I say this? He he uh, he didn't exactly argue with him, but he was like, "No, that can't be the problem," uh, you know. And finally, we got around to uh, actually investigating if what Adam said was really the issue. And sure enough, Adam was right on, yeah. and uh, he was very patient. Adam was very patient, very understanding, and and so it solved the problem. And it you know, and actually, what Adam brought up, I hadn't actually thought of before. Uh, and, and so it was really good to have them on. So we love your support. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's something we pride ourselves on. It's, it's very important to us. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of companies out there that do some things similar to what we do. Some things a bit different, but one thing we strive for is to make sure that one of the main standouts is what we offer from a customer experience and making sure that our, our support is, you know, industry leading as, as much as possibly can be, um, and, and make sure that, yeah, we have, those quick answers as best we can and uh, and get it done quickly and and most importantly have knowledgeable staff mm -hmm. that have a very deep knowledge base yeah. um, across multiple things you know just yeah. to kind of point that out I have one guy on my support staff who normally you would think they're just some somebody who can talk on the phone and they've been trained up for our specific products well no i hired this guy because he's an audio engineer uh because i need that experience on my team to serve our customers better um so just as an example that's awesome all right so the reason we have you on today is because uh you know we we work with churches we do streaming video with streamingchurch.tv and uh, you guys have some really great live encoder products and, uh, you know, one of them, as I said, we're giving away the, the Webcaster X2. So so tell us, let's start with the Webcaster X2. Sure. And, and there's there's a couple other ones about it. And, and you guys work with churches as well. Why is yeah. this such a good thing? Because, uh, you know, there's different live encoders. There's software-based encoders, vMix, Wirecast, all sorts of them. But why is the Epifan uh, Webcaster X2 such a good uh, suggestion or a good fit for a church? So the main thing is the simplicity of it. Um, one of the biggest challenges in, in my experience, and, and I think you guys can probably echo this, is oftentimes in churches, they come in different shapes and sizes. And one thing that's often very true, regardless of the shape or size, most of the time they're being operated by volunteers, not necessarily AV professionals. Um, and so for us, we want to make sure that we have a product that's easy to use, very simple to configure, kind of once it's set up and integrated with Streaming Church, for example, that everything is just done. It's just very, very straightforward. Uh, so that basically anybody can learn how to use it very quickly and easily. When you start looking at applications like a vMix or a Wirecast, you know, they're great applications. And, and we have USB capture cards that are awesome complements to those software packages as well. But they're very complicated. It, you know, it's not something that you can just hand off to to anybody who's never touched encoding software before. You you have to have, uh, you know, some sort of experience, some sort of practice to really get the most out of those applications. And many times that's overkill. I think for what a lot of the smaller churches, especially, are looking for, mm -hmm. they're just looking to get live on 
you know, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or streaming church or whatever platform they're using, um, just get there as quickly and as easily and as low cost as possible. Um, you know, here in Canada, most churches are registered charities, which usually means they're broke, right? So <laughs> it's, you know, doing, That's doing the same things. Here. Well, exactly. And so doing things as low cost, but as effective as, as possible are, are really important uh, for everybody. And so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the goal of the webcaster is to, to provide a simple, easy to use solution um, for, for a wide, a wide variety of customers. And it is a low cost device and, uh, you know, very, very easy to use and, and trying to integrate with strong partners to make that workflow even easier. So. Let's, you don't have one handy, do you, there? I don't, actually. I, I should have pulled one. I have it, and it's it's somewhere in one of my I, – I should have brought it out here. I'm sorry. It's really small. Yeah, I mean, if that's the other thing, is that it's like, small enough yeah, that, that you know, a lot of people – I've seen it installed in a number of churches where – you know, the church was designed and built up. They have their audio booth and everything's already set and fixed. Mm -hmm. The idea of trying to add in a large, complicated video system, they just physically don't have the room in the in the booth, typically. The yeah. webcaster is so small, you know, it's it's yeah. maybe four inches by four inches. It's, it's mm -hmm. very, very small. It could easily just tuck in somewhere and, and seamlessly integrate with other equipment without kind of having to redesign the whole booth. Yeah, so it's... I don't know, I'd describe maybe a deck of cards or two deck of cards set yeah. right next to each other is about the size of the webcaster. And it's, exactly. as you mentioned, it's really simple. So it's going to take, what, an HDMI yeah. input, which is what's commonly coming out of most cameras. And and then um, uh, then it's just connects to your internet. So Basically. that's pretty much all you do. You got a, a power supply um, plug for it. And yeah, it's really simple. I was talking to a customer last week who had just purchased a Webcaster X2 and she was just looking for some guidance on on the walkthrough on setting it up initially and, uh, you know, right off the bat admitted, I'm not a technical person at all, so <laughs> take it easy on me. But, you know, we had her up and running in no time and, you know, she was just using a, a very inexpensive, I think it's a $200 Handycam kind of thing. and. Mm -hmm. They had previously been using a laptop with a webcam to do the same job. And as soon as she saw the quality difference between even just that $200 Handycam and the webcaster compared yeah. to what they had been doing before, it just blew her mind. She couldn't believe that just being able, just the, the optical zoom of even an inexpensive camera compared to trying to do it with a webcam or some people try to do it with smartphones, the difference just in that is huge. And that's, you know, again, the enablement of the webcaster from HDMI really opens that door. Maybe it's a $200 camera. Maybe it's $2,000 camera. Mm -hmm. You know, either way, it's it's going to work really, really well. Yeah. And you can send, I mean, uh, you know, we've got customers that use digital switchers, digital Absolutely. video switchers, and they, they've got multiple cameras, and they mm -hmm. send everything to the switcher and then into the webcaster. And it's yeah. Like, it works really well. Lots of good products there. All right, so you've got the Webcaster X2, which is around three hundred dollars, right? Yep. It's a, that's about what it is, um, and uh, we're actually giving those to uh, new customers with StreamingChurch.tv. Uh, but you've also got some other things. In fact, we've got a one customer that's I think got the Pearl. There's an Epifan Pearl Two. Is is that who we have? Yeah. Is it? Uh, I think they have the Pearl Mini. One of them. Yeah. We're thinking yeah. of the same one, Phil. I'm not sure. 
Well, we have two. Um, so we have what we refer to now as the Perl family of encoders. Um, essentially a very similar idea to something like a webcaster, just kind of uh, a lot bigger, a lot more powerful, and, and kind of more things packed into one standalone box. So we have the Perl Mini and the Perl 2. Uh, so you know, the webcaster, as we've been talking about, has the single HDMI input. Some people might put a switcher in front of that. With a Perl Mini, you could take either an SDI input which in some cases is going to be a little stronger for distance uh, cabling right. if, if things have to be uh, kind right. of separated a little bit. But it also has HDMI inputs. And you That's can a lot multiple. stronger, right? I mean, with regard to, you can run SDI. Do you know these specs? I never can. It's 300-something feet or more. Yeah, I mean, right. it's, it's a whereas, long way. Yeah, whereas um, HDMI is only like 6 to 10 or so, right? Yeah, you can, I mean, you can stretch 50 feet if you spend a fortune on a high-quality cable, but, you know, mm. or maybe 100 feet if you really spend money on a fiber cable. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, those are delicate, so they're not always the best thing to put in the hands of volunteers either. Um but something like SDI is an extremely durable cable that can run much, much longer, uh, locking BNC connectors so no one's going to trip and unplug it accidentally, things like that. Um, but with the Perl Mini, you can bring in multiple inputs from HDMI and then the SDI, so and then do your own mixing and switching all in one box. And it has a touchscreen built into it to control all of that. You can record and stream simultaneously, stream to multiple platforms if you want, but of course, really, it should only be to streaming church, but uh, exactly. You know, it's, well said. We'll yeah. Facebook in there too. We get a lot of churches. Yeah. Us and Facebook. Uh, but the nice part is, is sometimes having that local record and the stream, and you can actually do separate encodes at the same time on a Perl, mm -hmm. so that your local record could maybe be a much higher quality recording versus what you were streaming. One of the things we run into a lot, and I'm sure you guys know this better than I do, even sometimes churches don't have the best internet connections. And bandwidth is obviously critical for live streaming. So being able to do sort of two different versions of the same thing on the fly, a high quality record and maybe a lower bandwidth stream, and maybe you'll take that record and post it to YouTube later, but you know, just to get things going, it, it kind of helps to be able to multitask essentially. Um, and that's something that's very difficult on, on Smaller solutions or software-based solutions don't always offer you that same flexibility. Um, and then we also have the Perl 2, which is the, the big brother. Uh, so we can take up to four uh, 4K inputs or six HD inputs, and it can do six simultaneous encodes and different <laughs> all kinds of things. So um, it supports chroma keying if you want to play with green screens and supports NDI now if people want to use NDI cameras instead of using HDMI or SDI feeds. So maybe the more sophisticated installations that have you know, strong networks in the church might use NDI cameras as that becomes more popular with, with PTZ cameras and things like that. So yeah, it's um, we have a product for basically everyone. It's just a question of scale. Um, we do have what some people might refer to as a mega church. Um, we do have some customers who are using the Pearl 2 in those environments. We have some medium-sized churches who use the Pearl Mini. And then we have a lot of churches that use the Webcaster X2. Um, I think of all the many webcasters we've sold in the US, I think something around 80% of them have gone to churches. Um, and it, that's a, it's a lot of units. Um, so 80% is even more impressive because it's a lot of sales. Wow. 
So um, as you walk through that lineup, give me kind of a summary overview. If I'm a, I guess you kind of laid it out here. If I'm a, if I'm a larger church of, I don't know, it's it's a, it's a relative term, but a thousand or more on a on a Sunday and a weekend, and I might go, or or it's probably based on cameras, right? Yeah. The number of cameras that I have was uh, would be a a key. Factor. Yeah, it's it's not yeah it's not so much the size of the congregation it's more the sophistication of the AV setup and and what you want to throw at it you know there's definitely some very very large churches who might bring in a couple thousand people on a Sunday but there's just shooting a single camera mm-hmm. um, and in that case the webcaster is perfectly acceptable there's some smaller churches that want to be very sophisticated in their <laughs> AV setup possibly because their online audience is larger than what they bring in on a, on a Sunday morning um, into the church itself. So they might do a three or four or five camera setup uh, with a lot more sophisticated audio. And I think especially the churches that have a heavy focus on more contemporary style worship with the larger bands and things like that, they tend to use a lot more cameras because they want to have different angles and different shots for different components of the band. So when you start going to that level where you might have four, five, six cameras or something along those lines, then the Pearl 2 is a good option. Or you could always use a switcher in front of one of the smaller encoders too. So and Pearl Mini accepts how many inputs? Pearl Mini can accept two to three, depending on how you're leveraging the unit. Uh, okay. And then Pearl 2 can take up to six. All right. Well, let's talk audio real quick. Sure. You mentioned um audio what's what what what, is, what are my audio input options what's that look like so in the webcaster generally it, it focuses on taking embedded audio over hdmi so in most cases people are running the audio from maybe their soundboard through the camera and then hdmi into the webcaster it does have options of using usb based audio so some people might use a, a usb sound card or something like that to bring in the audio from their soundboard as well um, so things like the the blue icicle that little adapter or Focusrite scarlet you know boxes like that that can bring in the professional audio from their soundboard over usb when we look at the pearl family that's where things really start to get more sophisticated the Pearl Mini has two XLR TRS combo jacks on it. So the quarter inch TRS or XLR, and they can be either line level or mic level, and they can even provide phantom power or not. Uh, and they can be balanced stereo pair or separate mono. The advantage there is that if you're taking line level from your main audio board over XLR, balanced stereo pair, you're getting that perfect professional level audio all the way through. No adapters, no fancy stuff, just XLR cables that everyone's already used to. Mm. Or maybe it's a small scale event. Uh, Maybe for some reason you're doing something outside of the church um, on one particular Sunday. Maybe it's the the church picnic or something and you want to do a a special event. Switching it into that microphone uh, level mode, turning on phantom power, you could run two microphones directly off the Pearl Mini without any preamp or mixer or anything else involved. So for the smaller scale event, it literally can be the only piece you need with a camera and a couple microphones. Uh, so it definitely gives you a lot more flexibility from a professional standpoint. So I'm not an AV guy, but um, I, I've always wondered this question. And I'm going to show my ignorance, I guess. What is the difference between line level and mic level? 
Um, I mean, essentially, mic level has no preamp, so there's not a lot of gain to it. It's it's not a lot. Of, it's very, very quiet. Okay. Um, so if you plug that into something that is expecting a, a higher signal, um, you're just not going to hear anything, essentially, if it's, if it's something designed for only line level. Oh, so okay. The Pearl 2, for example, is built for only line level um, because it's normally used with a larger infrastructure, um, but it has four XLR inputs on it. So you could do four mono or four balance or two balanced stereo pairs, um, but it is it is line level. So it's a bit bit of a different workflow usually once you get to the, the bigger units. Um, as usually there's already things going on there. <laughs> so, and, and within the different models, are there... Um, are there options? I mean, do I get a Pearl Mini that's uh, my, uh, you know, like I'm buying a different car, you know, do you, what trim level do you have? Are there different trim levels or are they all the, is it just, I get a Pearl <laughs> Mini and I get a Pearl Mini or do I get a Pearl yeah, Mini with... On the webcaster, the Pearl Mini, it, it is just the one model uh, okay. in those. With Pearl 2, there's two different variants. There's the, the base version, if you will, which is uh, full HD capable. And then there is uh, an upgraded trim level, if you will, that supports 4K. Uh, so if someone was looking for 4K capture and streaming and recording, then there is that option on the Pearl 2. The interesting thing is that if someone were to buy a base version of the Pearl 2 today because they don't need 4K at the moment, but six months from now decided they needed 4K, for an additional cost, they can do that upgrade without changing the hardware. So it's it's something that they can progress to if they need to, but maybe today save a bit of cash up front and, and maybe they'll never need it. Um, we give them that option there. So, so to speak to this as well, there's... You know, the the AV guys, that, you know, or maybe not even the AV guys, everybody, they hear these terms getting thrown out. You know, initially it was um, HD and 1080p, and and then now it's 4K. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so everyone's like, well, that's the latest and greatest. I want to stream <laughs> in 4K. And I can't even imagine. I don't know. We don't have any of our customers that are coming anywhere near that because you yeah. need some serious fiber upload i assume to stream in 4k and then the people watching won't be able to watch it unless they've got some in you know incredible download so um do you get people say well i need the 4k 4k is the latest i need to get 4k i want to stream 4k absolutely yeah how how do you talk them off the talk them down (laughs) to say no you really don't well, I mean, it depends. There are we definitely have some customers that use it very heavily, um, and some people don't. It's unnecessary. And again, it depends on what their end-to-end workflow is. So, you know, in the case of a church, I would I would highly doubt they would need 4K unless they just really want it as a as a show-off, um, because. One of the things about streaming 4K is, yeah, absolutely, it requires a lot more bandwidth, uh, which just means more expensive internet connections. But if you really have to look at your average viewer, uh, most people today, when they're viewing live streams, the majority of viewers are on a mobile device, you know, an iPad, a, a smartphone. They're not viewing 4K. It, it's irrelevant. They wouldn't even notice if it's the difference between 720p and 1080p from the right. HD world. So... 4K is really not that important for those consumers currently. Now, if someone wanted to load it up on a brand new 4K TV, um, maybe in an overflow room inside the church itself, that might be a different piece. And we definitely have customers doing that. The other advantage of 4K that we see with the Pearl 2 customers a lot is 
4K cameras have gotten so cheap that you might as well buy one anyways sometimes uh, mm -hmm. if you're already spending in the thousand two thousand dollar range of HD and a 4k camera are pretty much the same in that range so one of the things we could do with the Pearl 2 is take that 4k camera as an input and then use the Pearl 2 cropping function to essentially punch in almost virtual zoom into 1080 chunks of it so you could almost create a fake multi-camera shoot by using this 1080 crop in sections hmm. and then stream it and record it in 1080 so that you're not just wasting bandwidth um, but leverage a single fixed 4k camera but make it seem like it's much more this is a bit of a production trick uh, and we do have a lot of customers doing that in churches but also in other similar live event venues auditoriums and that sort of thing where it's a big space but they don't want to go to six cameras <laughs> but they want to kind of fake it so 4k can help it with that sort of setup Interesting. is there when i move to a 4k camera am i still using the same cabling sdi or hdmi yeah There's typically no... it, it depends on the camera most of them are going to be hdmi um okay. with SDI gets a little more complicated because there's different versions of SDI. The most common one right. people will see is 3G SDI, which is full HD. Uh, for 4K, though, you're starting to look at 12G SDI. So there is slightly different cabling standard for that, and, and different cameras will have different support for it. Um, so that's still more of a more of a bleeding-edge technology at the moment, but it's starting to pick up. Canon has right. a, finally a very affordable 12G SDI-based camera. Um, right. so. Yeah, good deal. So, so we're running out of time here, unless you got a yeah. quick follow-up. I, I have a Steve. quick question. Do, we, right. you, you didn't, we mentioned the cost of the, the webcaster. Mm -hmm. let's, let's mention the, the Pearl Mini and the, and the Pearl 2. Sure. What's the average cost? Or? Yeah, so we are looking at a fairly substantial jump in cost between something like the webcaster and, and, and the Pearl Mini even. Um, and certainly the Pearl Mini does far more than the webcaster can as well. So the webcaster retail MSRP is, is $299, $300, as Phil had mentioned earlier. The Pearl Mini, you're looking about $3495. So you're looking about $3,500. Um, but you're dealing with a difference between the webcaster is a great, simple tool, but it's more of a consumer-oriented tool where the Pearl Mini is a professional piece of right. kit. Um, and it's built that way, it's engineered that way, uh, and, and it does you know, much, much more than a webcaster can. So it, it definitely does justify that extra price. And then the Pearl Mini, or the Pearl 2, sorry, does a little more than twice what the Pearl Mini does, and it's priced accordingly. <laughs> okay. Well, nothing to be ashamed about. You got some good products. And, yeah. uh, no, exactly. And mm -hmm. and we see them not only in churches, but professional AV yeah. situations. Um, you know, I know we talked with you guys a while back about Infocom in Orlando uh, back in June. And, um, you know, we talked to a lot of churches there, actually. <laughs> um, but um, the, the company that runs conferences like that, uh, they're customers of ours with products like the Pearl 2, and they'll go into an environment like that and do all the recording of all the keynote spe speeches and, and things like that with a product mm -hmm. like the Pearl 2. So it's it's designed for that environment. Right. And right. then beyond that, you also have some USB video capture devices. And exactly. So, okay. 
Yes, we have the AVIO line of uh, USB capture cards. Um, again, we have HD ones, 4K ones, and they're great complements for people who are looking to use the Wirecast and the vMix software-based solutions, but mm -hmm. still bring in those high-quality camera signals over HDMI and SDI and up to 4K. We, we have options <laughs> for all of those. Good deal. All right. So uh, sorry to be the timekeeper here, but we are out of time. And I, I just really appreciate you, George. Appreciate your team. Uh, just as I said at the beginning of the podcast, great support. And this has certainly been a geeky podcast for those of you who are geeks out there. So George Herbert has been our guest. He's with Epifan. Epifan spelled E-P-I-P-H-A-N. Did I get that right? Correct, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can just Google Epifan. Uh, if you have questions, again, we're giving away a Webcaster X2 if you stream with us uh, for the first time and, and, and commit to being with us uh, for a year or so. And some of you might be listening going, well, that's great. We've been streaming with you for five years. Well, you know, we do have a nice referral program. So if you have some church leaders or church friends uh, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can, uh, I, this sounds like an infomercial, but we'll let it be that way. Uh, if you want to recommend us to your friends out there, uh, we have a generous referral program as well. So, uh, anyhow, we're out of time. Uh, George, again, thank you so much for spending, uh, this, uh, this time with us today. My pleasure. All right. And if you want to get a hold of George, uh, you can just Google Epifan and go to customer support. Probably that's probably a way. Or you can just send us an email. Just send it to support at streamingchurch.tv. And uh, we will either forward that to uh, to George or, uh, again, we can maybe help you if you have any questions about streaming video. So we are done. Thanks again, George. The other guy there is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. And thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Have a great day.